Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Z Nation fans! Welcome to another edition of the Z Nation After Buzz After Show. Tonight we are talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Batch 47. How are we all feeling tonight? Uh. <laughs> You're doing good. I'm surprised the answer wasn't mellow. Mellow. Just so mellow. Mellow or just hungry. They call me Mellow Yellow. A very specific I'm on the other side treat. of that. I'm just... <laughs> Well, guys, we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. Let me go ahead and introduce my panel first, the wonderful Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also checking the checking Checking? the hashtag (laughs) ABTVZ Nation and the live (laughs) chat on YouTube, so social media. Everyone come in and chat with us. Please do. That was the word. (laughs) The fantastic Michelle Cullen. Hey, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. And the fantastic writer of tonight's episode, Michael Cassett. Hey there. Uh, Cassett ZN is uh, (laughs) my Twitter handle when I check it, so... Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to like come down and hang out in the studio again tonight. It's a new studio. How could I miss it? I know, right? This is a pretty fantastic setup we have. It's a good one. Although I think mm-hmm. in the camera it probably looks exactly like the old one. But... <laughs> no, there's Not brick quite. on the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, brick. But there's yeah. a slight aesthetic difference. Okay. But thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, can I just ask how how... Was it fun writing this episode? Because this was like a really cool, different type of episode. It, it was. I mean, again, it, everything we do on ZN is kind of a group effort. It certainly starts that way because we break all the stories as a bunch uh, or a horde or whatever it is. <laughs> and, um, but giving it up was uh, was fun. I, I really wanted to do this one because it was ostensibly set in Minneapolis, which is kind of my home turf anyway. So although <laughs> most of it didn't survive, there were a ton of little in-jokes. Um, I mean, you see people wearing hockey gear and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it, it, it was fun. Just, you know, and also being able to, uh, I think, break new ground in uh, zombie mythology. Uh, actually, till new ground would probably be uh, more appropriate. But, yes, it was great. Yeah, no, this was this was very different in, like, the best way possible. And I know Michelle probably was really enjoying this episode. I was. I was very excited that there was, you know, that it was set in Minneapolis. Well, Minneapolis, it was... Yeah. It was a very grassy area of Minneapolis. 
I wasn't very familiar with it, but it was good. It was after the zombie apocalypse and in that five minutes of summer. That, oh, yeah. Uh, Minnesota has, Okay, so. I recall that now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you wondering about this, Michelle is from Minnesota. I had to rep today. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and the author is from Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota really? born, so yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So that, that was probably really fun. And I'm back there frequently. A lot of my sister, my brother, my wife's family were all from that area. So uh, it's it's fun to go back and think about it. Well, that's a shame then that we're leaving so soon. There's probably a lot of fun stuff that could have been done. Well, the next episode is set in Iowa, and I have family there too. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> For our Minnesota host and Minnesota viewers, I'm curious as to what some of the in-jokes that didn't quite make it are. There were some references to the Mall of America and... <laughs> Yes. Sh- shopping zombies that just never quite. Oh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> that would have been so good. Never quite made it. Oh, and that would have been a nice nod to Romero's stuff as well. It's one of the many things that's just <laughs> left on the cyber cutting room floor. So. Here's hoping it's on the DVD. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the <laughs> ex- extended awesome. the one hour version, uh, one and a half hour version of the show, I'm sure. Yeah, that was something you, you touched on last season was that a lot of these episodes were, were basically an hour and a half and that most of them get like, get left on the cutting room floor. Each of these are essentially their own movie. Yeah, I mean, partly it's just the way we shoot. I mean, there is a lot of stuff going on. We've got a terrific crew. Everything is kind of run and gun, so we're out there. And there are moments that you get that are just priceless, funny, hilarious, violent, nasty. <laughs> and ultimately, though, it still has to fit in, has to fit in the, the time period. So it just gets chopped, chopped, chopped down. And, and you know, that that is the nature of the business. So Dumb commercials. Boom. Yeah, well, <laughs> if they're not there, we're not there. That's true. <laughs> Unless you want to subscribe to Z Nation, in which case uh, you have my Twitter handle. Feel free to. I'll do my Z starter right here, you know. Uh, shut up and take my money. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. I, think well, I would sit down and watch 90 minute versions of all of these episodes yeah. or a three hour version of the uh, pilot, not the pilot, the uh, season premiere, as it yeah. were. Yeah. That would have been really great. So for any of you guys listening on Twitter, if you have any questions for our guests, we are paying attention to the hashtag ABTVZNation. Let's get down to business. Let's yes. talk about tonight's episode. Because we we open up in what I kind of thought was the jungle, and it ended up being a greenhouse. And I have never seen zombies like these. With um, We had these people who are going in who, again, I thought this was the jungle because they looked like explorers, but they turn out to be uh, what's called harvesters. And they're they're looking for a specific batch. They're looking for a specific plant. And it, it felt very much like one of those old like an old school ad- like adventure in the jungle because you're looking for this specific plant or a type of treasure and and then they're just overrun with these swamp thing zombies which I want I was curious cuz I didn't get to watch with you guys what was your guys' reaction upon seeing these zombies I'm just watching this going he's going to die he's going to die he's gonna- <laughs> oh, there it went oh look at the makeup on that one You did say that actually that was a direct <laughs> quote for those of you who are curious um when I saw the beginning of the episode and kind of the intro, I think I made a comment that it reminded me very much of Star Wars when Luke goes to see Yoda. It was kind of that environment. He even had <laughs> a similar Zombie helmet. Yoda. <laughs> and everything was green. Die we do not all. <laughs> Maybe we could get zombie cosplayers. Yeah. Like, there was a convention going on and the zombie outbreak happened. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> 
That was two very Did different you? reactions. Yeah, we, we just, will eventually. I'm just thinking of the zombie walk at San Diego Comic Con. It's, yeah. it's always fun now, to be how, eating dinner and having a bunch of zombies. How would walk that by. be ironic? A bunch of people dressed like <laughs> zombies and then actual zombies come in. We've toyed oh. with that idea. It just uh, just haven't quite found the moment or venue for it. Maybe season three. Maybe season three. Maybe season three. If we'll get there. Three, yes. Knocking on whatever we knock on. But again, I have to give it like kudos to your guys' makeup department because all of these unique zombies, because last week we had the really super fast radiated the zombies. Exactly. Yeah. The, the irradiated zombies. And then this week, and I kind of like that these zombies um, not only have such a unique look to them and everything like that. I also like that they kind of had this hive mind thing going on, yeah. which is something we haven't seen with other sets of They're zombies or- before. Organic zombies. <laughs> no pesticides. Yeah. Free range. Free range zombies. <laughs> what intrigued me about that was, skipping ahead a little, Murphy's empathic relationship with them. And I'm wondering if that's not because he'd been smoking seaweed. Yeah, that was part of the mythology we we built for ourselves is that uh, he was imbued or infused with uh, whatever they were at that that moment, just so it's beyond his normal and perhaps growing relationship with the the quasi undead that uh, he was particularly connected to these. That was a question because it it was an immediate red flag when he walked into the greenhouse and that guy cut the vine and it affected him yeah. and he mm-hmm. actually felt the pain. I was like, "This is not going to end well for poor Murphy." Barely does. Huh. No, although it's it's nice that like that his ability doesn't necessarily get him a get out of jail free card. We saw it last week and we saw it this week. Is that he he doesn't have free reign of the zombies. Mm-hmm. He's not the zombie king. No, as, the as zombie we, whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw that, I mean, at the end of season one, too, when they were in Fort Collins. It wasn't a CDC. It was a secret military base. Um, But, you know, they ran into zombies and he was like, I don't think these ones like me very much. (laughs) Um, So kind of learning early on that, though, he is developing his powers and he's kind of getting the hang of it, that there's always going to be those exceptions. And I think it always adds an interesting twist to the episode when it doesn't go his way. Exactly. And it's a balanced character. You have someone who could very well be the king of this new world, (laughs) and it turns out that, no, there's still problems with it. It doesn't always work. It's a very good character balance for what could be a world-breaking power. Exactly. And, again, we wouldn't want too much to go to his head, because he's got a big enough ego anyway. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Don't empower the Murphy. (laughs) And that has a title now. The Murphy. Murphy, I do do like how, um, when he's making his introduction to this new group, how he swaggers in, and he's like, you may have heard of me. (laughs) Well, he was in sales mode right then, so, uh, yeah, he... Still kind of learning to wear the the suit of the Murphy, the attitude. Because, you know, when we just saw him a couple of weeks ago, he was still not even aware that people knew who he was. And yeah. now it's, mm-hmm. okay. Exactly. And even that poor that poor guy who's didn't make it. <laughs> we don't know what happened to him. He could still Pretty be Pretty sure he was Cassandra's lunch. I don't... <laughs> oh, Wrecking Ball? Yeah. yeah. I, I just told somebody I think he got off at Fargo. Oh, right. but like I, I don't know how much of him got off. 
<laughs> Michelle was holding out hope was that he was going to stick around. He was that stupid, lovable character that really had no purpose but comedic relief. That was my hope. He Him came and in. his rat tail. Never say never. Right? <laughs> See, I kind of think, and I, again, it's a hope, and I'm always wrong. I'm almost always wrong. I'm just going to accept that you, fact right now. You've come to the wrong show. <laughs> Which is ironic because we had that whole big speech about hope. (laughs) Uh, But I hope that he just got so annoying to Murphy that they kicked him out of the car and he's like wandering around somewhere and he'll come back later. While it was moving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He came in like a wrecking ball and out like a potato sack. Oh, Oh, Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Yeah. Went there. But but so he and Cassandra are now in, uh, they are at this, I guess, laboratory where they've, you know, they were ex- pulling experiments. The idea on, was, it was, so a, like, it was a corporate, you know, agro, literally the kind of place where you'd make feed or yep. you know things like that, or or artificial food stuff product, or seaweed, know. or a lot of cannabis. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's. I mean, you know, that's not even, that's a no brainer. I mean, in, in, in the zombie apocalypse, somebody's going to be manufacturing uh, recreational uh, substances. There's always going to be demand for it. And it's true. <laughs> if not there, then where? Exactly. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to see, um, but it's also very unsettling just anytime there are experiments being done on zombies, especially because we were seeing more and more with Murphy's connection two zombies, that there's still a vestige of humanity left in what we assume is like a shell of a person. And we we see that a zombie may, in fact, still be a little bit human. And so, like, the idea that there are experiments going on on zombies, at least for me, is very unsettling. Keeping the heads in the jar was a whole new level of, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Declined. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is I, not the creepiest thing we've seen on this show or any other. You just. don't know where the line is until you cross it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just interesting to me that Murphy has, you know, kind of evolved and has decided that Mercy might not necessarily be the right course for zombies and we should leave them alone if they're not bothering us. And then here comes an opportunity to test Batch 47. And he's like, yeah, do it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> He's a, he can have that opinion because he's the only one that the zombies don't bother for the most part. He's, he's sitting there from a place of privilege. Oh, they don't bother me. Whatever. Well, they're trying to murder the rest of us, so uh, thanks for that. It's not even that. It's that he's been opposed to the killing of zombies because they're not hurting him. He sees that there is a different side to them and that there's these heads and... Maybe it's just because they're heads that he's like, sure. Yeah, uh, we actually did debate that, and I think our attitude was that, that Murphy would say, well, they're, they're kind of beyond whatever help okay. you might want to be able to ultimately offer. So, you know. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I was I was confused at first. I was like, oh, are they, like, is that just their way of detaining them? And it took me a minute to go, no, those are actually heads in jars. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they're, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> but I will say that this was... I, I like that Murphy's developing connections with the zombie, strangely enough, are making him act more human. We see him be more compassionate and thoughtful now that he has these connections with different zombies than he ever was just kind of slogging around with different people. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of a bizarre <laughs> method of personal growth for Murphy. <laughs> his, his destiny was to become a quasi-blend half zombie, quarter zombie, made him a more interesting human. 
you know, yeah. what he was in Portsmouth Prison and, and earlier was just completely reprehensible. So, well, the zombies don't try to use them; they're just giant homicidal kittens. <laughs> yeah, but people, puppies and kittens, puppies, puppies and, and kittens. kittens but people will definitely try to use. Them. I got beat up by a kitten today, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that the conversation there? That was it. Kittens. So, but when, uh, (laughs) even though Murphy comes sauntering into this area, we get a glimpse of the Doctor of Death, who he seems to have been recovered all right from that tragic fridge accident. And uh, by tragic fridge accident, I mean nuclear explosion. Hey, what's that on your face? He's like a cockroach. It drives me crazy. How is he not dead? I love the makeup job. He's on his way to being dead. dead yeah, with that. that's true. I mean, he's, that's not good. There's no. no way the man is not super irradiated. Yeah, he, yeah. He, fridge or know, no, pieces of him could fall off at some point. Oh. But uh, but he's still still there, and he's still Doctor well, Korean. I mean, and given his extensive knowledge, it like I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up trying to inject himself with some kind of combination of the zombie serum that he that was used to create Murphy or that he used to start this whole thing in a vain attempt to keep himself alive. Well, especially Ugh. because he thinks that Murphy's kind is the future of the world. This is also the guy where, oh, the government cut my funding, so I went to the mob. <laughs> no, yeah, you're to, stable. He went to the cartel. The cartel. I went to the zero. Different. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference in the zombie apocalypse? Geographical yeah, cartel, location? Cartel, government, it's all kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, they were there for him when the government collapsed, so might as well. Although I, I will say that it was... It, it is wonderful actually getting a proper introduction to Hector because he came in, he made a marvelous introduction in the pilot mm-hmm. uh, with that giant rocket launcher, but it was really nice to actually have a legit face-to-face with him and our cast of characters because to him, they are nothing. And they are just little peons in this enterprise that he has established for himself. And it was very interesting to see him face-to-face with them and for him to just dismiss them. Yeah. But he's also not the head honcho. Didn't they make comment? What was it? La Reina? La Reina. La Reina. Uh-huh, the queen. The queen. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder who he's answering to. Somebody named Lorena. <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah. And when is Dr. Merch? Yeah. <laughs> what if she's alive? Oh, my. And, 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 and the head of the cartel. Crazy theories. All around. She's like, it's been a hard couple of years, but for well, science. They needed someone to move the Z-Weed. I, I do want to ask, Michelle, because I know you love Emilio. I, I wanted to know, what was your take on this whole scene where he, he comes back into the compound? <laughs> I... I just enjoy his acting so much, and I loved learning that his name is Hector Alvarez because in Sons of Anarchy he is Marcus Alvarez, and they're heading cousins. and they're heading to California. So I want there to be a reference. I just really want there to be a reference. Michael. The noise but, um, you made when he walked on screen. What I don't recall making a noise. I recall being very composed. Oh no, 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 no! There were noises. There were noises. <laughs> So many noises. I don't recall. I do. I'm because pleading, it was hilarious. I'm the fifth. <laughs> but and I'm laying it all on the table. But I would there love it noises. if there was, like, kind of a throwback to the very first episode when they referenced some guy, in, like, held up in a prison, told mm-hmm. us about this. Just be like, yeah, I have a cousin who's in a motorcycle club out in California. He says that this is fine. Like, that would just make my life. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure it would make her rationally happy. Provided that he lasts beyond the season. Yeah. We have no guarantees for anyone at any time for anything. No, that's very true. Now, I I do actually want to segue the conversation just for a moment um, because we see that all of the uh, all of the zeros have Z tattoos in one way or another. Uh, he has it on his hand. Another guy had it on his arm. It's just you know it's just a thing you know for their organization. We were talking about this because Michelle, you said you were rewatching season one. Yes. And last week when we were covering um, episode two. The uh, one of the people who had been after our our set of characters, he had a spade tattoo on his face. Yes, that was Wes who went after Doc and tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And <laughs> you you actually noticed that rewatching season one, there was another character with a spade tattoo in, in the very first episode. Um, the second of the three prisoners being tested for the vaccine in that opening scene has a spade tattoo on his face too. Couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> They have us in a short leash. Carl Schaefer is watching everything we do. And if, if there are spoilers, there's punishment. I, I understand completely. It was you, do, you don't want to be ahead in a job. <laughs> what I'm inferring from that is that there is a connection. <laughs> Most I, likely. I just, I, it's just something that you notice that we, we... Like, the devil is really in the details in this series... And the fact that there's just something that small that carries over from one season to another, that's very clever writing. And and I just kind of, again, I want to give you guys kudos could because... Be. <laughs> could be clever, or it could, could be just, just a complete like, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if there is a connection there, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see as to where it would go. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sorry. I'm wondering if any of those tiny clues got left on the cutting room floor. Oh. <laughs> Like that half zombie that 10K shot? (laughs) I do. um, Okay, so I I apologize. That was a complete and total segue. Oh, no, it's worth it. But it was just something where, like, the little things, and it makes me want to rewatch season one, like, right away to be like, okay, what else did they foreshadow that I completely missed? What other riches are hidden (laughs) in the, you know, stop and go viewing? Yep. Just go through it frame by frame. Frame by frame. It'll only take you a few <laughs> take days. Take in every single corner, every <laughs> single surface. Skip episode six. Oh. <laughs> oh. It makes me sad. It is sad. That would be why. Do I feel like crying tonight? No. Just skip it. Could Just run skip it in reverse. <laughs> he saved. He saved him. <laughs> And then the cultists leave, and everyone's happy. (laughs) And then they get back down the road. (laughs) In reverse. It's the perfect episode. No one got hurt. Everyone was fine. (laughs) Um, I I do want to bring up that... um, the idea that Batch 47 is kind of... The the idea that there could be an alternate cure besides what happened to Murphy. Um, do we think that those are other avenues? Because clearly what's happening to our characters, you know, they're, they're not living in a bubble. There is, you know, there is a world out there where people have their own stories. Do we think that an alternate cure is even possible? Or do we think Murphy's our only hope? I don't see why it wouldn't be, and I don't see why Batch 47 wouldn't have been viable without some um, refinement. We had a scorpion roll in and get incredibly impatient and essentially ruined the guy who was working on it and the Batch itself. So it seemed like this is an avenue that may have worked with a lot more work put into it, but we didn't have that opportunity. 
I think that's a very fair statement regarding that. Um, I just think that a scorpion likes business the way it is right now because it's kind of booming for him. Everybody wants to avoid reality, and what better way to do that than seaweed? And if they create an herbal cure for the zombie apocalypse, then he probably foresees his business going down. So just kind of... Also, cartels are not big on competition. So just take that. that That's true. And this guy was doing experiments behind his back. Right. So, yeah, there's a a combination of factors there. Maintaining control. But I'm also... I don't think I'm giving anything away to suggest that the cartel itself may have interests or experience in this very area. Hmm. Hmm. I don't see why not. You keep all sorts of people in there, and they did take all of it that they could, with the exception of the leaves that Doc shoved in his pockets. No, and again, that that makes complete and total sense, because why would you just have one supplier? It makes complete and total sense that they... They're not going all the way to Minnesota. This is not (laughs) This is one of many stops. It's a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big road trip. It's all just business, guys. It's all just business. (laughs) Well, that's this whole show. Yes. The zombie Zombie road road trip. trip. All right, let's let's talk about. Um, hmm, what do you guys want to talk about this right right now? Because so we we kind of jumped all over the place a little yeah. bit. Do we have anything more to say about Doctor Curian? Doctor Curian getting carted away by the cartel. Yeah. I'm. I mean, he's worried. It's belongs. not going to end Show. well for him. But Ouch. he's he's not stupid. He's not stupid, and he's going to say anything he can to remain an asset to them. And do anything he can, as in cook up, rearrange, develop. So yeah, yeah, and now that he essentially has a you know a deadline, literally because he's going to die at some point because of what's happened to him. He you know he didn't have a moral compass to begin with, but now he has nothing left to lose. Well, and on one hand, we have him with the Batch 47, which the cartel also has. On the other hand, he straight up said that it was not a viable solution. But this is a very single-minded person who, again, wouldn't let a sudden lack of funding from the government itself stop his research. So who knows how that will work out? And also he has a different perspective because he knows the Murphy exists. Mm -hmm. That's true. So he has pointers to there may be some synthesis of organic and molecular mm. that mm. Uh, he could be thinking of. If I'm Dr. Curry and I'd be thinking that. Well, you'd have to get in his mind to write him, so... Such as it is, yes. It's, <laughs> it's a nasty place. Uh. <laughs> Michelle? Um, I just... I got hung up on the makeup. I think um, having taken some makeup classes and being a really big fan of the artistry that goes into this show, I just think it was really, really well done Especially, um, there was a moment, I forget who it was with, if it was with a scorpion, where the hole where his ear used to be, they just kind of just became a five-year-old for a second and just shoved their finger in there like, what? What is this? And I just, because he is so irradiated, I just kind of foresee his journey becoming more kind of grotesque in the makeup department. That's kind of my hope. Our makeup and effects folks are fabulous. That's all I can say. And by the way, I want to give a little shout out to Alex Yellen, who is our director of photography, ordinarily. who's the guy who designs the lighting and, and the, the shots. Uh, he directed this. So oh, He directed the episode? Directed the episode, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. Was, so. Is this his first episode uh, of the series? Directing? First episode of the series, yeah. He has That's directed awesome. other things, but uh, yeah. Fantastic. So. 
we look forward to seeing more of his work. Yeah. 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 So, so we've got a fun. Qu- oh we've yeah, got go several ahead. fun questions from Twitter. Um, we have Alicia Perez asking, "Did the plant spores from the monster plant zombie cause people to turn into zombies without dying?" Questions, theories. Questions. Hmm. I mean, I oh, think they're all. All the zombies we see are are humans who were caught in that environment and and affected, you know, killed by other. Zombies in that environment, and, and then get sort assimilated of into yeah, it. Assimilated oh, is a good word. Now, yes. I, I have a, a follow up question to that. Then, had Murphy been killed and been assimilated into this thing, what would have happened? Because we we see that he has extraordinary abilities right now. Would that mean this creature would have been able to kind of like entice people into coming in like a fly trap? There's a Probably a whole series <laughs> in, big, in big Fido in the, in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, he's he, he could become you know the Fido, not the Murphy. He's got the cure. He doesn't get too far, but then people come to him. So who knows? Oh, that would be so terrifying. Um, just kind of a, a side note: when when I initially saw these uh, swamp thing zombies, it took me right back to when I was a kid watching Goosebumps. Did any of yes. you see Stay Out of the Basement? Yes. <laughs> see, I was thinking yep. of Darkwing Duck and uh, Bushroot. Oh yeah, that's that's way more benign. Though. <laughs> a little bit, but still. Oh. Yes, it it had very much a goosebumps feel at certain points, which made me really happy. It's tragic. <laughs> made me happy too. Oh, but yeah, because anyway, maybe it scared me when I was a kid, and maybe it made me feel not safe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, let's... it's a trigger image. <laughs> <laughs> just like no, not plant zombies. That's. I really liked the idea of them having vines and being able to attack people yeah. with the vines. Yeah. That that to me reminded me a lot of like a Venus flytrap scenario. That is Swamp Thing, Audrey the Second horror movie monster territory. I, I like the way the doc referred to it too as like giant. a giant shop of horror. My favorite line in the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, that so was good. great. I, I do want to talk a little bit about Doc in this episode because I think he's just finally getting fed up with Murphy because he was so much more sassy than I, I think I've seen him this entire series because I think between getting shot and chased by Mad Max zombies and then having Murphy run off on them again, I think he's getting kind of sick of the whole thing. Well, and Murphy immediately threw them under the bus this episode. Yep. These guys can go get your care. <laughs> They'll do it. They yep. love doing these things. Just, <laughs> they love helping out. There. They're the protagonists. They'll be fine. Yeah, I think mostly. In, in general, our <laughs> core group is tired of Murphy's antics. Uh, Doc is much more tired than everybody else. Well, Doc had a closer connection to him than most of the rest of the group. Actually saw him as a person, treated him as a friend. So to have Murphy kind of yeah. turn around and be like, yeah, no. It's like, thanks for nothing. Yeah, when they were saying goodbyes when Murphy was getting on the plane in season one, um, he he even said to Doc, like, you're the closest thing to a friend I think I have in this world. And so for this to then happen, that Murphy is just kind of becoming a jerk, more so than usual. <laughs> I was going to say, more kind of, of and becoming. <laughs> kind of becoming more of a jerk than he before. Used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which is impressive, by the way. Um, <laughs> it just kind of, I can see why Doc is snippy. Yeah, he's... Disappointed, I think, would barely cover it. But that 
is more where we started. Just, I hate hey, man, this is just, it's not cool. Yeah, he's not no, angry, it's not. he's disappointed. I hate yeah. the word disappointed. <laughs> I just keep thinking of the Kevin Sorbo Hercules oh, clip. Yeah. Disappointed! I'm just thinking of my parents and of school. And I'm just... not mad, Murphy, I'm just disappointed. Oh, <laughs> Catholic guilt. line. <laughs> Catholic guilt. Well, and, and Murphy has this new connection with Cassandra, and ever since, he's acted like he doesn't need the rest of Warren's group. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and yeah, he, he'll joke and say that Warren's the boss, of him still, but right now Cassandra seems to be the only person in the group that he's really legitimately concerned about. Yeah, she's in essence, it's almost like a vampire relationship. Very similar with their psychic bond. Her, I mean, she is in in zombie blend mythology. She's now descended from Murphy, so they have that. But is that good? I don't. I don't know that it's ultimately good for. Her or for him, you know, it's it's a user relationship. I feel so bad for 10K. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> let, but let, is there anybody you actually feel good for in this? No. I mean, I think <laughs> the apocalypse has been great for sketchy and skeevy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> true. And possibly a scorpion and company. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, they're probably doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Win-win. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's hard to find anybody who's really content in the zombie apocalypse right now. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of person is content in the zombie apocalypse? That family. That little family from episode that one. That little family. That doesn't bode well. Uh, they're like and the Lord and promised to come back. That doesn't bode well. Aww. Speaking of coming back, we had a question from the chat, and it was like 20 minutes ago, so I don't know if I can find it again, asking whether the little girl who got, quote-unquote, the cure at the end of this episode will be seen again. Good question. Radio <laughs> silence, everyone. Um, well, Radio I mean, that's, silence. that's a direct spoiler question. It we can't is. ask those types of I things. I can still pitch it. We'll know when we ever, if we ever get back to Minneapolis. How's that? Uh, it okay. is it is an, an interesting question in terms of you know in terms of speculating what happened to her because we have these harvesters people who who legitimately have hope that batch forty seven is the thing that will mm-hmm. save the world from the zombie apocalypse and we have people who are willing to dive into the jaws of death to go get it if it means the cure for the rest of the world and so we have this this woman who's not even this girl's mom. It's just they're all each other has left, and this girl is sick. Who I thought she had been bitten by a zombie at first, and then it's, it's like, who? It's just a regular disease. It's just bacterial. It's just a regular <laughs> fatal disease. Yes. It's just a regular fatal yeah. disease. The result's going to be the same. Well, but, and this is the second episode in a row we've had where it's like, let's put all the sick people here and then keep them with us, not at all contained. Because that worked super well for the last group, you guys. <laughs> that won't backfire at all. It is. Yeah, capacity. only end well. But, um, I mean, the, we saw the way the really concentrated dose affected this poor... Odegaard. Odegaard, yeah. Very good Western name. <laughs> we saw the way it affected him, and it t- essentially turned him into... Kind of a zombie. Kind yeah. of a zombie hybrid, I, I guess. It was hard. I thought he just looked like a regular zombie, but the way they were looking at him, he was like, Did you see him die? Yeah. yeah. Was, was it just an overdose or or was he becoming a zombie hybrid? It was we just thought of it as high test. It's like he'd gone it was like somebody who had ingested a vast quantity of drugs. It just Okay, so yeah. 
He, he hadn't overdosed. He was just on, like, a weird, crazy high then. I think so. I mean... Oh. Would he have come back down? Good question, but did you want to wait around and find out? No. The Scorpion, the Scorpion has, didn't. He has no patience. He has things no. to do. I don't have time for this. Yes. Zero patience on a rocket launcher. Yes. That is a great well, combination. That's, that's why the cartel, they're zeros. That's how much patience they have. Zero patience. <laughs> <laughs> but even going back to the clinical trials, we see that... A, a small enough dose doesn't do anything except put a zombie to sleep. Uh, too big of a dose will explode their brains, and then just right. And brains. and I really appreciate this. So cute. <laughs> the zombie said brains. It was, <laughs> how did it do that without vocal cords? It was a zombie from here up. Don't question the don't, cinematic gift. Don't question that we've this received. little adorable moment where you feel really confused that you're happy that a zombie said brains. <laughs> on phonics worked for me. And yeah. I liked that it said exactly what was on its mind. Yeah, it just wanted brains. It's all it's got. But, um, so that's a very interesting, like, the fact that it can allow a zombie to vocalize what it really means. It didn't necessarily mean it was the cure. It just meant that it kind of I don't know, connected some synapses that allowed it to vocalize what it, what it was desiring. Because, yeah, I, I... So, I'm curious as to how it would have affected somebody who was dying. So, well, it's I think interesting it's interesting because the, the pods and the leaves aren't gone. They're just in different hands now. And Murphy's the only one with the knowledge that it worked to some extent. So, I don't know if those two are going to intersect again. But I think it's interesting to know that the knowledge is still out there and the mm-hmm. materials are still out there. Well, they it's told... still a thing. they tell someone? I thought they told a Scorpion. Odegaard tried to tell him and he has zero patience. That's true. he shoved the vaporizer <laughs> thing up his nose and said, say when. And it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. But, um... So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They still have... They still have this material, and they're smart enough to hold on to it. They're not going to just throw yeah. it out. So they're smart enough to hold on to it, and they're you know they're going back to headquarters, and our crew is going south. Yeah. So I also have to wonder if Doc still has any. I mean, I know he gave some to the little girl, but did he keep any for himself? In my mind, there's a little pinch of it somewhere in his pocket, and, and he's, he's just going to use it to Doc. make his own batch of seaweed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just you never know with Doc. Yeah, you never know when it's going to come in handy. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to take a little break to talk to you guys about iTunes really quickly. Folks, thank you so, so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate and leave a comment. It really means the world to us. It's how we demonstrate that you guys are enjoying the show, that you like the show. And that's how we keep the lights on here in the studio. That's how we're able to go to a new studio. It supports the network. It supports our show. Um, Do we have any new iTunes comments, actually? I I have no. Idea. <laughs> I need to look. I um, legitimately don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we really do appreciate it, and uh, I need to pull it up because. Or are you going to pull it up? I, we can keep I, talking. Um, <laughs> you probably should because you do this more than I do. All right, I'm I can still pull navigating. It up, but I'm going to have to throw a, a new topic out there while I search. Um, guys, I want to talk to you about the conversation that Citizen Z and Addie had before uh, before the Doctor of Death got carted away. He overheard them talking about the CDC, and as she's flipping through different radio stations. We hear that station with numbers again. I'm telling you it's important. (laughs) I'm telling you it's important. But he gives her the last known location of the CDC, so it does actually kind of sound like they might be on the move. 
He um, gives her half of the look. Look for the thing. Look yeah. for the thing. <laughs> he gives her half of the last known location. She gets one of the. I can't remember if it's the latitude or the longitude, but she gets one of the coordinates, and the radio cuts out before they can do the other one because it looks like Citizen Z is running on solar power at yep. this point. He was talking about losing the light, so his setup is just absolutely tanked. Yes. Yeah, he's he's really it's just jury rigged right now. He's got very little left. It's not consistent. He's got problems of his own. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, he has certain key pieces of information that he wants to share. But will he be able to share them at the right place, right time, completely? Probably Pers- not. Personally, I don't think he's going to stay there much longer. I yeah. I think that where can he go? Anywhere south? <laughs> anywhere that's just warm. in a general south direction. I mean, the only the only thing I mean, there's nothing there for him anymore except his dog and rations. But I mean, the place is falling apart. He's got he has to fight for power. He can't even communicate with people directly anymore. And who knows? There could be more frozen zombies, like just you know, waiting to attack him. We don't know because they're lurking in the dark. He can't stay there for much longer because without power, he can't contribute to them anymore. Yeah. And this mission is too important for him not to con- want to contribute. That is his whole goal, is to get them to California. And I think he wants to meet Addie. I think so, too. He looked really <laughs> happy to hear that she was he alive. Did. He was a lot happier to hear from her than, say, Doc. <laughs> For sure. And now she's single. Oh, We may be upset with you. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. There was foreshadowing of it in episode two of season one. There was. There we go. And if we foreshadow, our responsibility is to follow. <laughs> there, there was part of me that was thinking, is this another dream? Because we had an entire dream episode where we saw him die over and over and over again. So I was like, oh, is this just another run, Lola, run moment? And no. then it wasn't. <laughs> I should have run faster. Yeah. Actually, while I was watching rewatching season one, I skipped that episode because I was like, I've already seen it. <laughs> No, I'm afraid not. But thank you guys. And if you guys do comment, we will give you a shout out on the show. So please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe. We want to hear from you. And it does take iTunes a couple of days to get its act together and put new reviews up. So if you commented on Friday, we probably don't see it, but we'll see it for next week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We do. And we appreciate everybody who has gone. And we love hearing from the people who are in the hashtag and who are taking the time to be in the live chat, guys. You guys rock. Thank you. So Mikey Bag of Donuts, Sylvia Love, I think Boo69Bees is also in here, and Luca Schaller. You guys rock. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And since there's six people watching, two of you are not contributing. (laughs) Get it together, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. (laughs) Participate in the conversation. So, um, yeah, we have this conversation between Citizen Z and Addie, and it's very nice, but it's very short-lived. It was this very sweet moment, but we can't have nice things for very long. No, no. And then it just falls apart. We do have coordinates written on a dusty window where Dr. Kurian can see them. So, so he that's... knows where they're going. He knows at least one part of where they're going. Yeah, that's true. He knows what latitude or longitude they're (laughs) heading for. But then he doesn't really have control over his own movements right now. No, he doesn't. And if he gives up that piece of information, what else does he have? That's right. Well, again, he's 
He's a doctor? I don't know if he's a certified doctor. I don't know if a certified doctor would go around all, of, I think all over the world. We have one uncertified doctor. That is yeah, doc. he, is, he is a doctor. He's just a bad yes. doctor. Yeah. He has done he very questionable human experiments. He may not be a medical doctor. Experiments. Experiments. Yeah. Yes. He is a PhD. He's like, what was Dr. Frankenstein? <laughs> he's that guy. I think he was a student. Like, actually, in the book, he was becoming a doctor. Yeah, nobody, but nobody thinks of the book. Also, Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. But, yeah, so he, he was doing all these terrible things. Um, so he do, he is a very smart man. Like I said, he's not an idiot. And having at least a component of information as to where they're going... Or, you know, and knowing what they're after, too. He knows what their end game is. Well, he would, because remember, his background was is he has an association with merch. He was part of or aware of the whole set of experiments way back that, that created the Murphy in the first place. So he knows what the end game and end location was supposed to be. So he's just trying to keep up. So do we know why the government dropped him? I think his methods became unsound. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. <laughs> also, I think the, the government fell apart, so it was less a case of yeah, them deliberately it, dropping him, much more just not being around. It, care. it was yeah. less, they called me mad, and more like the, the establishment they, actually. Like the they president stopped. is dead. They stopped calling. <laughs> they never called, they never write. Yeah. Oh, I'm worried sick, whether or not I'm going to get my money. Yeah. They're not paying their child support. Yeah, How awful. am I going to support all these zombies? Just disappointed. Yeah. But speaking of zombie <laughs> children, <laughs> that was an unintentional but perfect segue. That was so I am good. so proud of myself. So a certain lovely lady has walked back into the scene, and and this was this was because the, the you know a lot of this episode had been so serious with a you know a dying little girl and a weird hive mind you know plant zombie. Uh, <laughs> And Dr. Curian and the cartel. There had been so much serious stuff in this episode. To hear Murphy genuinely <laughs> panic about seeing a girl he had a one-night stand with, it was it was the moment I, I actually really enjoyed laughing. And I was like, I don't think I've laughed this entire episode. And it just made me really, really happy to see him have that reaction. <laughs> And we definitely brought a pie into the studio to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a little bit too far for me to reach. Otherwise, there's I would a reason for that. that is there's a other, reason for that. Other people would have to carry on the it's conversation. My pie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Placed very strategically so none of us can actually get to it. <laughs> it's my pie. I'm gonna feel like a zombie <laughs> trying to reach for it. Like, it's our bad forty-seven. <laughs> Pie number um, 48. Yeah. But as they're driving... <laughs> courtesy of simple things on Riverside. Oh, it looks delicious. It's salted caramel. Anyway. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Bring it back. Bring it back. Back to the camera. So they're driving away, and she's walking towards them, and they recognize her. Addie does, for yeah. sure. And she's just so excited to see them, because she has been on a mission to find Daddy. Yeah. And I have to say, this was this was a... Generally, genuinely unsettling moment because it was unsettling enough to see the zombie baby point in the direction yes. that Murphy was to actually see it attempt <laughs> to jump out of her uterus. Like, well, how does that not bother? Her? It's gonna eat its like, way out of her down. like an alien at some point. Like, I'm calling it out. Like it's gonna be burster. awful, but that that is gonna be a no. thing that occurs. Tune in next Friday. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> where we get all our answers. I just love that in this chaotic post-apocalyptic world, Murphy can still have those very real fears of, oh crap, how am I going to care for a child now? Right. And so. everyone just smirking like mad. Oh yeah, we're going to pull over and pick her up. No, 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 keep yeah. driving, keep driving, keep driving. Yeah. That's your baby mama. We got to... And Addie's reunion with her because they knew each other. They yeah. stayed in the same compound for goodness knows how long. This... Yeah. I'm actually a little... Con- I mean, granted, the payoff was wonderful, but uh-huh. I actually am surprised that Addie didn't tell him, like, at some point. I, I guess the reason why she didn't is because there just hasn't been any time. They, they've they only met briefly, and then they've been on the run again, and it's just been go, go, go ever since they reunited. But I was surprised that she didn't tell him that, oh, by the way, she was pregnant and she's probably dead. But at the same time, I can totally understand her not wanting to, like, put that on him. So You've got to find well, the moment for that. Exactly. Well, but, and I also have to wonder how long Long ago, the compound. Well, that's went just under. it. And 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 what did Addie actually know about Pie Girl's condition? Because yeah. she may not when, have been showing yeah. when they split up. And then when it all went to crap, um, they probably went in different directions did, and yeah. didn't see each other again yeah. until this moment, where it's like, oh, you are round. <laughs> you have oh, a shape, no. and there that is a is human a in thing it. that is happening that right is now. A thing. Human loose using the term loose. This term loosely, humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. something <laughs> in there. There is a thing in there. This show does love its zombies. There's one per season, I swear. <laughs> but there, okay. So again, because I'm a nerd and I just rewatched season one at the end of the episode where they did hook up, she like lovingly mm. touches oh, yeah. her belly, just knowing she yeah. just knows already. That's creepy. Yeah, no, and and when we watched that episode, I was like, "That is trouble." Yeah, that That's is trouble. Trouble coming. I think we yes. all kind of went, "Ooh." Yeah. I just, I know it's called Zombie Baby next week, but I feel like a more apt title might be Karma, <laughs> <laughs> because what goes around comes around. Because if you're going to be a jerk to everyone in the zombie apocalypse, you are going to deal with karma in some way. There, there are consequences even for the Murphy. Yeah, even for the Murphy, especially for the Murphy. And and again, right now we don't know if. Murphy's powers are a good thing or a bad thing, so we don't really... I mean, granted, at the end of this episode, it was hinted that it's a very bad thing, but we don't know whether or not this zombie is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Probably terrible. Probably awful. <laughs> well, and again, I have to wonder about the Z-weed, the effect that we've seen it have on Cassandra, etc. We didn't get a lot of that this episode, but that is still a factor, that it makes her more lucid when she's on it. True, yeah. and, but we don't know if the baby's going to be like Cassandra who was bit to save her life or if it's going to be exactly like Murphy. If it comes out blue, that's going to be concerning. Yeah, that would be... That <laughs> well, just a thought that I had in this normal. moment. Does he or she take after mom be the, or dad? The genie from Aladdin. <laughs> well, normal babies occasionally come out in odd colors just that's because true. of yeah. the process. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I will say that, um, that Serena Thank was you. very, she, she was very happy to see Murphy and it was very polite of her not to say that he looked like a member of the Blue Man Group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very polite of her not to say, what the hell happened to you? She was just so happy. So many arrested development jokes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so we, we have a lot of interesting things that could maybe, Maybe we'll have it again. We don't know this, if this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but it is so wonderful to see Pie Girl is now a member of the group. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. That makes me very happy. Happy to accommodate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. We do so many mean things. It's nice. 
It's it nice. feels good to do a nice thing. It's nice to have <laughs> this moment of joy. Yeah. However short-lived it might be. <laughs> a I, bundle of joy? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark? I, I do want to go back um, a minute to talk about the moment when the hive was destroyed. Because when, when the scorpions were, were going to burn it down, Murphy tried, again, uncharacteristically, tried to do the right thing. And um, so it was very interesting to see, again, him have this moment of compassion and have it backfire on him. Because he doesn't try to do the right thing very often. And again, we can kind of see why. (laughs) He tries to do the right thing and bad things happen. I'm not sure if he was necessarily trying to do the right thing when he wanted to prevent that zombie from being killed. And more to the point of, no... Like, it wasn't necessarily the right thing, but he knew it was going to hurt. Oh, like, he he was more concerned about the physical pain it would cause like, him. Yes, whatever <laughs> they're going to do so. to it is going to yeah. bounce yeah. on me, so Fair enough. why don't you get out of here? <laughs> and it may have shoo, been... Shoo. Yeah. It may have been some compassion for the zombie, but it was not necessarily the right thing for the group. No, no. I mean, helping a zombie is rarely ever the right thing for the group, but again, he 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 was he was showing compassion, and again, it might have been one hundred percent self serving of just trying to avoid pain, um, but it was also but like it was it seemed to be a genuine connection, something he was genuinely concerned about. Yeah, I don't know. And then they and then they send it through a fan. That was awesome. Oh, that was, that was wonderful. That was something. That was a very creative a zombie low. kill, and I very much enjoyed it. I I was not my favorite zombie kill. I was it was kind of open. the no capes thing from the Incredibles. No capes. No capes. I was very much reminded and I know I've referenced this movie before, but I was very much reminded of Peter Jackson's first feature film, uh, Dead Alive slash Brain Dead, where our, our protagonist, when he becomes the hero, takes a lawnmower to a set of zombies who are in a party room. So it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Yep, yep. And that's that's kind of where... Didn't what, they cut a lawnmower out of Lord of the Rings at one point? That, yeah, that's in the extended edition. They were using them in, uh, in Hobbiton, you know. In or, the Shire. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I will say that I was actually expecting a lawnmower at some point because they said no guns in the greenhouse, that it's just things that will kill plants. Even though the things that kill plants don't look like they were very, very effective My on the greenhouse. My for a weed whacker. I mean, yeah, we had it in Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I'd love to see it show up here. Well, I think we had a garden weasel. That's... <laughs> yeah, I think it's just things yeah. that don't rely on power or gas true. are probably the weapons of choice. Also um, true. I'd still love like a, a weed whacker, also, though. Just in general. Lawnmowers are heavy Cheers. and they stay on the ground by design. So like, imagine <laughs> trying to lift one up and just whack a zombie. <laughs> it, it was probably very heavy. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, guys, uh, that's that's all I have. Do you guys have any other thoughts before we move into predictions? We have a comment from the chat from Jenny Glancy saying, This show is like therapy for Z Nation, and it's what I need after each Aww. show. Thank you. Aww. Thank you so much. We do what we can. I make it worse. Things. We are feeling all of the same things you are feeling. This is therapy for us, too, because we have so many feels about this show. All the feels. <laughs> all the feels. All right. Any other thoughts before we move into predictions? No, just that. All right. Let's move into predictions. <laughs> I made the mistake of staring at the bright light. Oh, I know, don't right? Do that. <laughs> and now there are more of them. God. I love the light show so much. I do, too. It makes me so happy. Okay. So, <laughs> Pie Girl has rejoined the group. They are heading yes. south. Uh, uh, to in- Iowa. <laughs> Where all do we think they're heading? 
Or I have to what, wonder, more specifically, what trouble do we think they're going to get into? I have to wonder how long she's going to stay with the group and whether or not she'll live past next episode and whether or not we'll have a baby to take care of with or without mom. We know how well Warren handled the baby the first time around. <laughs> that would be concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know if she's going to die in childbirth. I don't know if the baby's going to happen in the next episode or if it's just going to be, you know, an episode of reconnecting and talking about what has happened in the last however many months because I also don't know if this is a normal pregnancy or if this is some I think twilight you can level pretty crap. much assume it's not normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's an accelerated growth rate within the womb. Yeah, no. Because, yeah, we, we don't really have a good grasp on how we long don't. it's been. Is this yeah. a normal pregnancy? Face pressed against the uterine <laughs> is he, wall. Is he normal? Not so much. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. But yeah. Dr. Curry. No kidding. <laughs> um, I Dr. Curry and deliver the baby. <laughs> I'm very intrigued as to how our new group member is going to react to the fact that there's this. Oh, I mean, the, oh the my entire God, group. Yeah, the entire group probably isn't going to react well. But he is very because he hasn't been with this group for very long, and his end game is just essentially selling Murphy and getting the reward. Uh, you know, so I'm going to be very interested because his reaction is to shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing this, it's, I'm intrigued to see the kind of dynamic uh, the group is going to go and see if whether or not these two new people who have entered our group are really going to stay for long or if it's going to be like, well, we got to pick one or the other. I feel like he's going to be our straight man for the weirder <laughs> stuff in this group. It's Just like, like, and this is normal for you? Oh, yeah, we've dealt with zombie babies before. Didn't go well, but uh, we have. But we did. We were yeah. there. It happened. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I'm actually going to disagree with you, Katie, in terms of like kind of assuming the baby's going to get killed off very quickly. Because I don't think we would have a plot line like this if it wasn't going to have long-lasting effects. That's just me. <laughs> It would be unfair for me to jump in, so... Yeah, and we don't don't want to put you on the spot. We don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) Yes. That is a thing we'd like to avoid. I I agree with you, Megan. I think having the first kind of natural zombie hybrid come into the world, I don't think it's going to die right away. Yeah, no. I think uh, we're going to see very interesting things from this good or bad thing that's happening. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Do you guys have any more thoughts on tonight's episodes or on things that might happen? No, not for this one. I think I'm pretty much exhausted. I know. I'm pretty spent. Uh, Michael, thank you so, so much again for coming in. And Happy sorry, to be here. Sorry again for putting you on the spot so much. I'm used to it. <laughs> well, we really appreciate it. Where can people go if they want to find out more about you and about the projects that you're working on? Uh, Twitter, ZN would be the place. I kind of keep my vast legion of followers uh, all 75 <laughs> of them or something uh, updated there fantastic Michelle where can people go all if right. they want to find you you can find me on twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen um, Katie Cullen you can find me on twitter tumblr and instagram at Kiaje. that's K-I-A-X-E-T I'm also on snapchat at Kia Prime and I am on so many shows you guys <laughs> Blindspot Minority Report Guardians of the Galaxy The Muppets Arrow is starting this week and obviously this one yeah, a lot of good stuff coming on this fall. So many shows. Too much to keep up with. 400 and shows. Thank you, guys. I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz as well. And be sure to t- 
tune in on Tuesdays for the Movie Chick News Show every week. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Thank you to everybody who commented on the hashtag and the live chat. We will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.